What are the three key fantasy football questions facing the 2023 Kansas City Chiefs ahead of their training camp? It's time to break it down right here and right now, including Patrick Mahomes' upside. As we begin another edition of Locked On Fantasy Football. You are Locked On Fantasy, your daily NFL fantasy podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Greetings, everyone, and welcome to another edition of the Locked On Fantasy Football Podcast. As usual, I'm your host, Vinny Ironman. I'm not doing this. I'm writing about NFL and fantasy football for SportingNews.com. It is time to break down the Kansas City Chiefs. The Super Bowl champions are up here. So we only have three more teams we're breaking down with the key questions. We've gotten through 29 teams. So check it out on our archives. Thanks again for making Locked On Fantasy Football your first listen today. Subscribe and follow for free wherever you get your podcasts. We also are part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day, your fantasy football team every day. Yeah, it's exciting time to break down the Chiefs. We know there's a lot of things we love about the Chiefs, including Patrick Mahomes and Travis Kelsey for fantasy. They've been big-time league winners for us. Now, we want to explore the other things on the Chiefs, so we'll look at their backfield, look at their wide receiver core, and actually – Examine Mahomes again to see how high he can deliver here in fantasy football. So let's dive right into it and ask the question, can we trust Isaiah Pacheco as a potential RB2 in fantasy? So someone we're definitely looking for here and seeing what his role could expand to. He had a pretty good year last year. He finished as a very valuable RB35, but he finished with RB27, so a little bit in that flex range. He wasn't doing much in the way of receiving. We know that part was not a big part of his game. Chiefs only have a limited number of vacated work in the backfield. 17 carries, 18 touches overall. That's all Ronald Jones, who had 92 yards and a TD from scrimmage to show for his numbers. Yeah, Isaiah Pacheco was effective. Not big touchdown score with five, but ended up with this combined work to get uh, 980 yards from scrimmage. So overall, a pretty good year, but really what hurt him was the fact that you had Jarek McKinnon, Clyde Edwards-Alaire. They also were pretty productive here. They uh, got a lot of work there with the passing game and you had 663 receiving yards for them and they got 16 TDs as well so a lot of backfield touchdowns on top of Patrick Mahomes throwing for 41 score so looking at the Chiefs they definitely have some rushing upside right that Isaiah Pacheco can tap into more it didn't take him too long to get a prominent role he pretty much was a key guy over Edwards Allaire and McKinnon McKinnon scored a lot of touchdowns a high number for being a receiving back and did it that way. Pacheco was their finisher near the goal line, and that should be a bigger role right out of the gate here. I think clearly he's their number one, and Edwards Allaire is kind of the swing a backup right now that he can do a little bit of everything, catch the passes, play an early downs finish. And then you have McKinnon, who's pretty much a dedicated pass catcher, an extra cog, a versatile weapon for the passing game from home. So we look at Isaiah Pacheco in his real good spot here. He's a uh, Ranked just outside the RB2s at RB27, 
I think that's uh, kind of downgrading a little bit. He finished, again, RB35. So interesting way to look at Pacheco and the bounce up here. Do you think you can get a few more points out of him to get into RB2 status and half-point PPR? Certainly. I think in standard leagues, he has a little bit more appeal there because he is a very productive straight-up runner. So you bump him up there. But when we look at half-point, full-point PPR, it comes down to Pacheco getting as involved as he was in the Super Bowl against the Eagles really got targeted quite a bit in the playoffs as a receiver. So that was pretty key. It was surprising they brought back McKinnon here as a free agent. It was pretty late until they decided to do that, maybe to get a little bit of depth and realizing Ronald Jones wasn't being back in this backfield. So Edwards Allaire, again, will have the limited role here. Pacheco, the highest scoring offense, are pretty high on him. We also know Andy Reid's history, right? He's been committed to one back a lot of times, whether it's been – Jamal Charles or that type of receiving back or Kareem Hunt. So really comes down to can they keep him on the field enough times to get that 250 touch mark where we're looking for for a consistent RB2 production. So everything lines up pretty well here for Pacheco. His talent is great. He's a strong power back with some burst and speed. And again, McKinnon limitations there. Edward Lares had plenty of chances to prove that he can carry load and it hasn't really quite happened. And they're not really caught up on the fact that Pacheco is a seventh-round pick. Edwards Allaire is a first-round pick, right? They don't care about that. They were looking for the most productive guy. Just like Hunt, as they got in the steal in the draft, they've been looking for a guy that can consistently do all the work, be versatile, stay on the field, and not telegraph what's happening, run or pass. And really, this team passes so much that we have to assume it's pass from the home. So Pacheco's expanded role in the passing game helps. There's just... Too much available in that passing game to think that he's not going to get an expanded role and you'll see a diminishing one for the other two backs. So, again, I like the floor that he had from last year. That's promising. I just don't think you can go beyond RB2 with him just because this is a passing team first. And, again, they're going to throw to other weapons here. So you're going to have limitations. A little bit touchdown dependent there for Pacheco to some degree. But, again, he can easily – burst past a thousand yards rushing here the key is just getting enough of that supplemental production with the scoring and receiving to really put him up and i don't think it's going to take that much based on what numbers are available here for him so looking to maybe 300 400 more yards there maybe two or three more touchdowns in your business here as a rb2 with pacheco so really like that value right now i would expect he climbs up a little bit in the rankings as we go through training camp and get toward the preseason So there you have it. There's the first key question we wanted to ask of the Chiefs and try to get the best answer here before camp about Isaiah Pacheco. We'll look at Kadarius Toney and the wide receiver court next and then wrap up with a breakdown of Patrick Mahomes and what we can expect from him here in 2023. This episode of Locked on Fantasy Football is brought to you by eBay Motors. Our partners at eBay Motors have teamed up with us here on Locked On Fantasy Football, that's me, to bring you some of the best fantasy picks each week all season long. Whether you're prepping for a draft or scouting the waiver wire, every week we're going to provide you with players that are guaranteed to fit on your roster. So with draft prep underway for the upcoming season, let's see who I picked out for us here on this week's eBay Guaranteed Fit Fantasy Picks of the Week. This week we're going to focus on the turn, looking to make a smooth turn in fantasy football snake drafts with the last pick in the first round, the first pick in the second round, you'll be guaranteed to have a winning one-two punch of workhorse power in your backfield when taking the Colts' Jonathan Taylor and the Browns' Nick Chubb back-to-back. 
Well, Taylor's a perfect rebound candidate, more run-friendly overall offense in Indianapolis. Chubb is also set up to dominate with more of the combined workload in Cleveland. I'm going to help you win your fantasy football championship, and eBay Motors knows a championship team is about each player being a perfect fit for your team and your vehicle. Same with your vehicle. eBay is a guaranteed fit, and more than 122 million parts and accessories for your vehicle right at your fingertips. You can make sure your ride stays running smoothly. Air filters, brakes, batteries, taillights, alternator, shock struts, you name it. eBay Motors has it, and they'll make sure it's the right fit Perfect fit, guaranteed fit for your car because eBay guaranteed fit helps you understand exactly what part you need for your vehicle the first time. So go forth, switch gears, crank that AC up, and say goodbye to sweating if your ride needs a little fixing up. Because now you know you'll always be set up for success from the get-go with eBay guaranteed fit. Everything your vehicle is calling for is just a click away at eBay Motors. For the parts and accessories that it fit your vehicle, just look for the green check mark. Get the right parts, the right fit and the right price at ebaymotors.com. Let's ride. eBay guaranteed fit, only available to U.S. customers. Eligible items only. Exclusions do apply. All right, it is uh, time to continue the show here on Locked on Fantasy Football, and we're breaking down the Super Bowl champion reigning Kansas City Chiefs here. The next key question we want to ask, Kadarius Tony, what's his upside here in this offense replacing Juju Smith-Schuster as the top target? Well, Let's look at the Chiefs, 152 vacated targets from last year. A good chunk come from Juju Smith-Schuster, we know that. He had 101 of those targets, 78 catches, 933 yards, 3 TDs. Overall, in half-point PPR, when you look at uh, games played over the course of the season, wide receiver 29, so he finished as a pretty valuable wide receiver 3 in a lot of leagues. But when you look at the average scoring in half-point PPR, when you account per game, he was the wide receiver 40, so just outside the wide receiver threes in the top 36 there. Now, the other significant person out of this mix is Miko Hardman. He's now with the Jets and Aaron Rodgers. He had 34 targets, caught 25 for 297 and four. So what you're looking for here that's available, 103 catches off 135 targets, 1,230 receiving yards and seven TDs. And we know this is a high passing volume team, so those numbers should be the same here with Patrick Mahomes pushing that 5,000-yard mark once again. So some numbers to definitely build off of. You look at Marquez Valdez-Scantling. He was the next best receiver last year. He was more of the big play threat. 42 catches, 687 yards, and two TDs. In limited time, Kadarius Tony was very effective. He caught 14 of 70 targets for 171 yards and two TDs. Now, not a lot from Sky Moore, of course. He would be the third starter you're looking at here in the 11 personnel for the Chiefs, uh, complimenting Travis Kelsey. We know he's the alpha overall. 22 of 33 targets, 250 yards for more. So you add that quite a bit up between the MVS and more and what's vacated with Juju Smith-Schuster and Hardman. And what Tony did in a short period of time, he's in really good shape. Now, interesting, if you look at the rankings, here's how they break down. You have uh, Kadarius Tony. he's at wide receiver 40, so right where – Juju Smith-Schuster finishing half-point PPR. According to the experts, that's where they're putting Kadarius Tony, Wide receiver 59, that's the designation for Sky Moore. So way down there as a wide receiver 5. And going beyond that as a wide receiver 7 is at wide receiver 73 in the rankings is Marquez Valdez-Scantling. So I think that's a little low here, wide receiver 40, given that he's going to eat up Tony is some of the Moore's work. 
I think for sure he is interchangeable with more. He's going to make some of the big plays that MVS does. And also that Juju Smith-Schuster production that you can add to his total. So you're looking at a good shot, outside shot at a thousand yard season, maybe six touchdowns here for Kadarius Tony. That's what's available here. And he should be treated as the number one because he has the most comparable skill set to what they had in Hardman and Hill with the speed, quickness, and versatility. So I think this is a good sleeper to target. Again, they need somebody to really deliver. And you did get those good returns, even though if you average it, you got a wide receiver 40. You still, over the course of the season, you got a wide receiver three value behind Travis Kelsey, which was pretty important and significant there last year. So, again, Tony just has a ton of talent. He was a first-round pick. He fits this offense to a T. Moore still maybe getting his feet wet. MVS is limited to being a deep threat. Tony can do a little bit of everything here. And the versatility lighting up and uh, working short to intermediate after the catch damage as well. So I think Tony undervalued as wide receiver 40. He's one of the better wide receiver threes you can target on the board because the offense, the quarterback, and the skill set and talent that he has here. So again, don't sleep on him. I think you also look at Rasheed Rice and Richie James. Those are actually going to hurt the values of those other guys uh, more in MVS a little bit more than Tony because and James has been a pretty reliable veteran slot here in a couple stops, San Francisco and with the giants last year, Rasheed Rice is a rookie and he could have a hard time seeing the significant action on the field, much like more as a rookie last year as well. So not two guys are going to cut into more depth targets and more challenges for the workload of MBS and more than Tony. So everything's lining up really well for him to deliver as a wide receiver three in all formats in 2023. All right. Our final question, we will look at uh, our quarterback, Patrick Mahomes and see when you should draft him overall. It's an interesting thought here as the QB one on the board. Thanks again for making lockdown fantasy football. Your first listen every day, every day is we will have a look Next at the Las Vegas Raiders, and then we'll close our look at the key questions for all 32 teams. With our last team from the AFC West now, but a quarter, that will be the Los Angeles Chargers. So good finish up to the week here. We'll start looking at position and uh, give you some updates there. We'll get some news and notes and uh, some position rankings updates for you next week there on the show. So a lot of good stuff coming in terms of draft prep, but it's good to get all 32 teams in before the heart of training camp opens there. So looking forward to that. We're part of Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day, your fantasy football team every day as well. It's time to close the show and ask the last key question we have of the Kansas City Chiefs. When should you draft Patrick Mahomes and what are his chances of finishing as the QB1 again? Well, last year was his second big season after his QB1 finish as uh, NFL MVP in 2018. He had 5,097 yards, 50 touchdowns, 12 interceptions, 272 on the ground, and two in 2018 when he won the MVP the first time. This time he made the sweep of regular season and Super Bowl MVP in 2022. 54-50, a nice number there for the passing yards, 41 touchdowns, so nine less than that uh, big year 2018. 12 TDs, but the biggest thing that helped him here, 358 rushing yards, so that bumped up his numbers. And he had four TDs. So he had uh, that 52 combined TDs, still had 45 last year, but the yardage was significantly more overall. He had uh, a good chunk there, 300 plus more with the passing and a good 80 more with the rushing on top of the scoring there on the ground. So Mahomes had two big years as a QB1. Uh, 
Jalen Hurts, if you look at the average scoring, was a little bit higher, but he wasn't available for some key weeks down the stretch where we know Patrick Mahomes was pretty durable as well. Absolutely, if he can finish as the QB1 again, not much has changed here with the Chiefs. Just a little bit of difference between uh, Juju Smith-Schuster and what they have now at wide receiver. But Travis Kelsey is still in his prime. The offensive line is looking really good with different pieces up front here. And you also have a, a running game that complements, but still it's a pass-heavy, pass-first team. Now, interesting to look at the disparity here between uh, Patrick Mahomes and his uh, ranking here in half-point PPR, according to the experts on fantasy pros. It's 32. That seems low. That does make sense because his ADP is actually 17th. So he's been going on average as a mid-second-round pick in 12-team leagues. And that makes a little bit more sense. The interesting thing is Josh Allen is still going ahead in terms of ADP at 16 ahead of Mahomes. I just don't see that because, again, Josh Allen is a little bit more volatility. Mahomes is a little bit more reliable just with all the numbers he's going to put up. And we saw the absence of Tyreek Hill didn't really affect too much. Jalen Hurts is great, but again, the durability issues are going to be there with slightly running-dependent quarterback, more running-dependent than Mahomes here. So when you look at it overall, Mahomes is the safest QB pick. When you look at Allen and maybe the ups and downs he can have, you look at Hurts, again, just a running quarterback in general, a little bit smaller of a frame. We'll see if uh, that comes to impact. But I think it's okay to go with Mahomes as early as the turn, and uh, we'll talk about that. There, uh, the turn is not a bad spot. We looked at uh, Jonathan Taylor and Nick Chubb potentially being available there for a nice little RB1, RB2 combination if you can get it. But Mahomes is also not a bad idea when you look at 12 or 13th pick because, again, you're not going to get that shot at Mahomes there later in the draft. And again, he's just so reliable. And if you're going uh, zero RB or you're going uh, loading up on other positions first or just looking for best player available. Mahomes, I think, comes into focus just because of the reliability. You know what you're going to get. And uh, you're not, not sure of that with a lot of those running backs and wide receivers in the same range, including like a Travis Etienne, right? Mahomes just feels a little bit more comfortable as a pick there. So I think you can be more aggressive. 32 is just where he's going to be put by the industry because, again, he's a quarterback. But you have to also be realistic that he's going to go pretty higher than that. And uh, 17, I think that's a little conservative. I think you can go more aggressive to get Mahomes. And even if it's a few spots ahead of uh, Hertz and Allen, because he's a little bit safer, he has a high floor as well. So if something happens there, I just think Mahomes will still finish and finish no light, lower than QB three, where I could see Hertz or Allen uh, falling a little bit with some guys such as Lamar Jackson and Joe Burrow behind them. So something to keep in mind, Mahomes definitely a safe pick as high as 12th or 13th in your draft, uh, just the nature of quarterback here. So again, I'm expecting big things. Can he get to the 40 touchdown mark? Absolutely. Again, that's a given. I think 5,040 is where you're going to look at him going forward here. And we love the running. He's taking more of that improv approach here. He's cutting down on the interceptions again. He had a bit of an off year the year before, but really back on track as he kind of adjusted to say, look, the big plays are not going to come force it downfield to Tyree Kill. I'm going to let them happen after the catch. Let them happen on the second and short opportunities. So Mahomes is in business. He's in his prime. He's rolling. He is the guy, elite fantasy option you're looking for. And again, he's that good a quarterback to demand a end of first round or early second round pick in fantasy football. So there you have it. There's a breakdown of the three key questions facing the Kansas City Chiefs for fantasy football 
in 2023. Thanks again for making Lockdown Fantasy Football your first one every day. Every day, again, we will come back with a look at the Raiders and Chargers here to close out the week over the next two shows. So all 32 teams will be in books. If you've missed any of them previously, they're all up there on our archives. For Locked On Fantasy Football, this has been Vinny Iyer. Have a great rest of your day, and we'll check you out next time with the Raiders.